Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of In the Spirit of Horse. My name is Mosey Truitt, and this week on the podcast, uh, we are doing things a little bit differently, just just a little bit. This week, I was actually interviewed by my good friend Nina Polo about my online course that I launched last year. It was really fun because I've been wanting to share this course with you guys, and I really made it um, because of you guys and the listeners on the podcast. So a couple years ago when I started the podcast, I really wanted to have something out that could help people uh, go farther into Liberty Horsemanship uh, if they wanted more guidance. And so I made this course last year while taking a break a couple like between season um, three and season four, which we're on now, I took a break and I made this course for you guys. So yeah, it's kind of the same, you know, our conversations are never really like interview and interviewee. Is that or interviewer and interviewee? Not sure how you say it, but I think our conversations are usually more just like conversations and discussions about certain topics. And really, this episode is kind of the same. Only Nina got to ask me some cool questions, and it was really fun. And I'm really excited to share it with you guys. I'm just going to say really quickly, like the quickest version of my story and, you know, how I came to Liberty Horsemanship. But basically, many years ago, I was a teenager. And I had just been in the traditional horse world my whole life. Um, But I was really fortunate that I grew up, I got Annie, my dream horse, my first love, when I was 12, and I didn't really have a trainer. So we mainly trail rode and hung out together and, you know, just kind of did what little wild girls do together and what a girl with a brand new horse does. And then when I got into high school, I found out that I could get out of PE if I joined the equestrian team, which sounded so amazing because I got to skip running laps just to go hang out with my horse and get credit for that. So it sounded like an absolute dream, but it was really a pivotal moment for me more than I knew at the time because it dropped me into this world of the equestrian, more of like equestrian society. And is that how we say it? I don't know. But, you know, competitions and training and being at a barn with a lot more people and our equestrian culture. And it was there that um, I started to realize and see things in the horse world that I hadn't seen before. And I started to recognize this pain in horses and this unhappiness and unsettledness between horses and human that I hadn't really seen before or I hadn't noticed before. And so when I was done doing my competitions for that year in school, I was really in an identity crisis because I, all of a sudden, I had seen this aspect of horses and humans together that wasn't sitting quite right with me. And I was worried that Annie was going to start to shut down, um, in the training. So I took her home to kind of a private ranch where it was basically most days just her and I. And I started to actually notice the things that I had been doing even before I went into traditional training that were shutting Annie down. And my whole world started to unravel as I saw these things, yeah, that I had been doing that were actually 
stripping her of her voice and all these activities we did together that I thought had been so mutual, I started to notice that if I wasn't making her do it and if I took the ropes off and if I took the pressure off, she didn't want to join me um, the way that I thought she did. And I realized our relationship wasn't as mutual as I thought it was. So at 14, that that sent me for a whole loop. I didn't quite know what to do with it, but I did know that I wanted to find a new way. And so I promised Annie I was going to stop using pressure and force um, and find another way to do things together and let her have a say, like a real equal say if she wanted to do the things I want to do with her. And it was at sometimes so hard because things that had been so easy for us all of a sudden were so difficult. When I didn't have the ropes and the pressure and the force, even something like walking to the barn with her was such a daily challenge. And moving her from point A to point B just, I don't know, it it all became so difficult. So, you know, riding, which I really wanted to do bridalist riding and I wanted to do mutual riding, that just seemed so far away. Um, And I didn't know if we'd ever get there with her having a real say and a real mutual, um, us having like a mutual relationship. I didn't know if we would ever get there. And long story short, after a whole lot of learning and a whole lot of mistakes, we found something that really worked for us. And all of the dreams that I had that I really, in that process of unlearning everything, I had let go of a lot of my dreams, just thinking it would never happen. And I had heard all this doubt from other people telling me that I had ruined my horse and that um, if I wasn't using pressure or telling her who was boss, that I was letting her walk all over me. And, you know, after all this struggle, trying to find a new way and hitting so many roadblocks and all this doubt from other people, we finally got to a place where our relationship felt exactly how I had dreamed and it was truly mutual and we didn't need force anymore. And I don't know, the dream I had of riding bridalist down the beach like the Black Stallion without any force and just just me and my horse really being best friends, um, that experience that I'd always, or that dream that I'd always had in my head on my 18th birthday became a reality. And I don't know, looking back all those years, I'm so grateful for everything I learned and I'm so grateful for all the dreams that came true and the amazing things that Annie taught me that, um, yeah, just changed my life with horses and is what I teach now with Liberty Horsemanship. So yeah, basically I didn't have much guidance at all in that phase and I'm so grateful for how it worked out for me and I'm and for Annie and for all of us and I'm so grateful to have learned from her but I also (laughs) don't think it needs to be such a struggle for everyone who is going through that because it can be hard when you feel really alone um, trying to figure these things out so that's why I made the course because I want people who dream of a new way with horses to have the resources they need to get there. 
and not to just follow one method and not to just do exactly what I did, but to know what worked and learn from my mistakes and learn what I learned along the way so that people just don't have to struggle to keep learning the same information. You know, every one of us like re having to find the foundation. Instead, we can build off of each other's information and we don't all have to go through the same struggle. And that is why I made the course because I want to give you guys who want it the guidance that I wish I had. So that's just a little bit about my story and what I teach in my clinics and in um, lessons with clients. And now in the online course that I made. So yeah, we'll talk a lot more about it in this episode. But if that resonates with you or you want to know more, I'm really excited to share this episode with you guys and share this project that means so much to me with all of you guys. Oh, and also, before we get into it, I want to say, because of this episode coming out this week and because I made this really inspired by the people who listen to In the Spirit of Horse, I am offering the course for 20% off for this week, um, for this episode and celebration of it and celebration of you guys. So uh, starting today, it just uploaded or it just uh, changed at midnight tonight or last night or whenever you're listening to this on Friday, uh, the course is now 20% off and it will be 20% off until next week when the new episode comes out. So you have till next Friday, the 28th, to buy the course um, at 20% off. So it's normally 200 and it's 160 for this week. And uh, yeah. Oh, once you get the course, you have it forever. And yeah, I don't <laughs> I really feel like I should just let you guys get into the episode now. I am so grateful for you guys and... I don't know. I just love this community so much. I know I say that a lot, but I love you. And yeah, thank you for all the support and thank you for being here. And I will see you guys at the end of this intro song. I think it was called What Love Has Told Me or something like that. And uh, and it was just kind of like lessons she'd gotten from love. And it was so sweet. It was like, stop trying. Just sit here with me. Like, st- stop trying to transform. Just like be for a moment, you I know? Really like that. And like, yeah, all the things that I think we need to hear so often because we're just constantly trying and doing and like um I haven't read the whole thing because it was longer and it was kind of like in the middle of something but I definitely want to read the whole thing it it seemed really like sweet and encouraging and like enveloping you in honey yeah (laughs) I love um I love her letters to love that she writes uh as a journal exercise gee I don't know that yeah. I 
know she, about this. Yeah, she. Uh, I do this now too sometimes, but she like writes letters like, "Dear love, I need your guidance," and then she writes a letter from love to herself, and she does it as a daily practice. She says like her daily. I have major thing. goosebumps right now. <laughs> Isn't it magic? And it's been like when I've had really really hard days writing letters to love and getting. Like, I write out all of the, everything I want to say first, whether it's, like, asking for advice or, like, um, uh, just saying what you need to say. You know, whatever it is you need to say to love. And then, like, going into the part where love writes you back. It's so nice. It's impossible for me to hear, say what you need to say or say what you want to (laughs) say without having that song in my head. (laughs) Say what you need to say. Wait, what are you singing? Is that the one? That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> I was thinking of, say what you want to say. Oh, that one didn't. too. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize there were two songs. Oh my God, that's so true. Maybe thinking, it's one. I don't know. The one that's like, say what you need to say. Say what you need to say. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I know that song. I don't, I don't think like they're it. the same song. <laughs> I'm going to look up all songs with those lyrics. I'm sure there's a bunch. But man, I did not even... Those are both two really popular ones. But I love that she wrote that. And um, yeah, I like that practice. I like the idea of like not transforming, like just be. Yeah, because I think there's like... Transformation is kind of something that happens naturally if yeah. we just learn to be more present. Yeah. You know? And it's like sometimes I think because it, it is, it's almost like inevitable. And I think what we're trying to do really is not transform, but maybe just kind of direct how our transformation kind of like goes or like in which direction we're kind of like transforming because it, yeah. like the movement is going to be there regardless of whether we're trying to transform or not. Yeah. So I don't know, although there's also like a sense of stagnation sometimes. But I think, personally, I think for me, it feels like it the transformation happens. And the more I kind of like find myself in the... Because in the present is where the future is like shaped, right? Wow, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm going to be thinking about that, actually. <laughs> I feel like I should write that down, yeah. put it on my fridge. <laughs> hey, Mosey, happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day. <laughs> I'm actually so into it. Look at my shirt. Yes. <laughs> Last year, I was really not into Valentine's Day. I just didn't really like do anything or care. And this year, I, I might have been because I went to Target and I saw the Valentine's Day section with all the pink and red and hearts, but I have been like really into it. That's <laughs> I woke up this morning, Ben and I had been having conversations for the last couple of days about, he's like, you know, I feel like we're like the people that like both don't care about Valentine's Day and then we decide not to do anything and then the day rolls around and then we realize we do care about it. (laughs) And he's like, maybe I'm projecting and that's just me. (laughs) Anyways, this morning he got, he went into my like painting supplies and he made me this like large card that just has this like really sweet quote about love and he made it with like different crayons it's the fucking cutest oh my gosh i want yes that is the magic 
Oh, it was so, so sweet. sweet. Yeah, I'm going to frame it. You should. Yeah. Oh my God, that is what I've been thinking this Valentine's Day because last Valentine's Day with Lucas, I like was like, nah, I really don't want to do anything. And then I'm like this year changing my tune, but I've been trying to be very obvious about it, like <laughs> not leave it up to chance. Be like, hey, it's Valentine's Day. I'm really... <laughs> and then he at one point at night, he was like, I was like, hey, so it's Valentine's Day coming up. Man, I'm really into Valentine's Day. Target. And he was like... <laughs> do you want me to do something for valentine's day and i was like yes <laughs> yes i do i mean it's cool whatever yes <laughs> but I, I don't know what i don't know if there's gonna be anything <laughs> any i'm trying not to get my hopes too far up because man all i want is like a handmade card that sounds amazing yeah but i didn't specifically say say i want to get a card <laughs> <laughs> I wonder, I mean, I'm pretty sure he got the memo that something needed to happen today, so I I'm excited so. to see. <laughs> I'm really trying to work on my expectation game right now. I've been <laughs> prepping myself all week for, like, manage your expectations, Matthew. <laughs> but I think it's nice, it's nice to not, because I think most often expectations go wrong when we like expect things but we don't say yeah what we want to say <laughs> this is a song Ugh. um yeah so i think it's good that you made it fairly clear that's why i was trying because i was like it's definitely not fair to expect something and not have said anything so i am like i was like i felt pretty good about saying what I wanted and I don't want to expect people to just know that because there's no there's no fucking way they will but no. um we'll see we'll see <laughs> keep me posted <laughs> it's fun either way I'm like I'm enjoying valentine's day I got a bunch of my little pony valentine's day cards to hand out that's so cute <laughs> to strangers yes <laughs> Oh, I love you. I'm really feeling it, Target. That's amazing. <laughs> oh my God, Target. They know what they're doing. They know what they're doing. Yeah. yeah, I think there's specific stores that should probably be avoided around certain holidays unless you like, you know that you're going to get into it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Target's definitely one of those. Target. Target. Um, speaking of Targets. <laughs> <laughs> Great segue. <laughs> <laughs> okay, one more thing I have to say. Yeah. I've been listening every night to the Adventure Zone <gasps> Amnesty. And basically, like, every free minute that I have, I've been just, like, indulging in Amnesty. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> and I'm just, like, re-falling in love with all the boys. Oh, my gosh. I know. They're amazing. <laughs> and I keep thinking about how Griffin is... Our horse Griffin is named after Griffin McElroy. It's amazing. <laughs> One day I really hope to meet him and tell him that and have it not be creepy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, or like a little creepy. A little creepy cool. fine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I it's like they live in like the nerd world. So I think, yeah. you know, it's like a certain amount of creepy is like, There's it kind of comes with the territory. Yeah. Agreed. <laughs> and, um, but last night... Ben joined in for just like 15 minutes or so 
And we were literally just like, we fell on the bed. We were rolling around laughing so hard, like deep belly laughs. It was like, it was the best. And I'm so happy and so grateful that you introduced me to that because it's the best thing ever. That makes me so happy. They like bring me joy to no end. And Amnesty was so good. I mean, no spoiler alerts because I'm like only into their second monster so but it's amazing i'm so happy they just started their new season um and it's called graduation and it's like a school it's so good oh i bet that's good anyone wanting to listen to like a really cool D &D podcast which basically just like a story podcast with a bunch of comedians dungeons and dragons for you non-nerds out there (laughs) dungeons and dragons great story uh great people it's this family of like three boys and their dad play dungeons and dragons and they're all comedians and they're the sweetest like most hilarious boys yeah. it's called the adventure zone you've probably heard of it soft boys soft boys <laughs> <laughs> anyway okay that's all i needed to say before we get into i i'm so obsessed yeah me too i uh, so good <laughs> um but we are here to talk about something <laughs> specific that I'm really excited about, actually. Oh, yeah, thank you. I'm really, really excited about it um, because no, oh shush, shush, okay. shush. <laughs> <your phone. laughs> that was totally my bad. <laughs> Take two. Just kidding. Um, <laughs> so, okay, I remember having this conversation with you about how it's like. Doing the Liberty training had been such a huge part of your life, you know, and for so long and like it really, I mean, yeah, it seems like at in a way it was kind of like at the center of like your life with horses and and then, you know, things like kind of started evolving and started evolving, but there was still there's still so much like value in all the things that you learned as you were doing this training. And so to kind of capture that and have, you know, this online course that you created uh, with our dear friend Taryn and um, to to have that kind of like as a platform, you know, um, that we can go to and kind of have like a like a guide, you know, um, is so cool because then it still exists and you can also know that that's there and you can also continue and move and do other things that you're, you know, exploring and being passionate about. So do you want to say a little bit about the course and the inspiration? And Man, thank you. That was a great intro. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, honestly, like what you're saying about you know, Liberty Horsemanship has been such a important step in my horsemanship and with horses. And I don't know, for years and years, it brought me so much delight and was my focus. And I just like worked on it all the time and like creating that kind of communication with horses. And for years, I wanted to make some kind of online course or something to be able to share out with the world that could reach the audience that I have because they're kind of spread everywhere. And, you know, I would hold clinics a lot, but it was mainly local people. Actually, a lot of people came from out of town for sure, but it was never the amount of people who 
um, you know, wanted to be able to learn, but like couldn't fly all the way to California. And yeah, I don't know that to be able to go back and like look at all the steps from the very beginning of Liberty Horsemanship and everything that I have collected and also wanted to share with my younger self, you know, when I was first starting out, all the information I wish I knew and the guidance I wish I had with Annie, um, I really wanted for years to put that into some kind of class or course to be able to have it kind of um, encapsulated, like you said, so that it's out there and also so that I could explore new things, but feel like I had really put all of that down and made something really comprehensive that I could send people that way if they were wanting to dive into Liberty Horsemanship itself and um, take those first steps or, you know, just deepen where they're already at. That's so cool because it reminded me of, like, people who write books to their younger selves, you know, (laughs) of, like, should I wish somebody you know, had like laid out for me or, or even like books I would personally want to read, you know, and, and it's kind of like a cool, um, I don't know. I think when there's like creative output, it's so nice to have this, this personal essence in it where it's something like we're almost creating it for ourselves, you know, and then hopefully it benefits others as well. Um, yeah there's something like that feels really genuine about that for me so that's cool it really felt that way like when I was making it with Taryn I was so happy to be finally creating it and when it was all done I was so happy to just have it for myself I was like if no one ever watches this of course I want people to watch it but I was truly content with if no one watches this the fact that I got it out and that like yeah, I created it for probably like a younger version of myself and also just to see all of the work I had done so far kind of in this, um, I mean, not all the work, but you know, that, that really good chunk of it, um, that was so fulfilling and, you know, then for it to be able to go out and actually help people is just like a bonus. And I feel like I made it for my younger self in the sense that like it's everything I wish I had known and the guidance I wish I had. Um, but I also really tried hard to make sure that it was comprehensive enough that, or it was very comprehensive so that everyone who is in that space would also be able to see clearly the steps I took and, you know, have, have some like nice, clean guidance. Cause I think when I, when I first got into Liberty Horsemanship and started trying to find things out, one of the hardest parts was just trying to figure out, um, through the mess of it all like what I wanted to do and what worked and I don't know it was very sticky at times trying to figure that out and that is part of the guidance I wish I had when I was younger not for someone to tell me what to do but to give me suggestions of things that might work and things that um things I could try and games I could play and that sort of thing yeah I have a couple thoughts about that because one is like it's so cool. I just had somebody reach out yesterday from England, you know, who was um, kind of reached out about the last podcast 
um, that we did and was so sweet, you know, and was just kind of like, it just hit her like exactly where she needed to hear it, you know, and, and, um, and that's so sweet. And it's such a cool, I mean, it's a cool time that we live in, you know, where we can be connected with people all over the world and we can like learn with each other. And there's like the sense of community really in a way. And, and, um, so that's really cool. Absolutely. For people, you know, who can't just like, can't, you know, most people can't just fly from England to Southern California for like a weekend. Yeah. (laughs) So, um, yeah, to have something that's like accessible in that way, or, you know, people who maybe live out in the country and, you know, don't have a huge maybe horse community, you know, and like to, to kind of like tap in and connect in this way is like, is really cool. Um, and then I forgot what the second thing was, but maybe it'll come back to me. <laughs> well, that actually brings up a point of another reason um, I really wanted to share this was because I know that when I first started Liberty Horsemanship, I felt very alone. Now I'm like, I look around and I'm amazed to see all of these horse friends I have that are on kind of the same wavelength as me. And we're all able to have conversations about, you know, what we're thinking with horses and our moral standpoint and we're able to like bounce ideas off each other but in the beginning I really like felt very alone and like no one was really doing what I was doing in my area um and luckily like Instagram at that time I felt very connected to people around the world who had similar thoughts but um not so much in my immediate area and I was kind of alone in that sense at the barn and you know I I've heard this story a lot of times from different people, and I also had this experience of people at your barn, you're coming in trying to try something new, and you don't quite know what you're doing, and you're getting so much doubt from the kind of traditional equestrian world. And I know for me, without guidance, too, that was really hard because I didn't know what I was doing, so it was hard to say, no, I'm going to stick to what I'm doing because this feels right, when I didn't even know if what I was doing was gonna work or if I was ruining my horse I got that um that comment in the very beginning from people like you're ruining your horse by trying something else and like not being the clear leader or like you're not being dominant enough and you're ruining her training and all these things that really really like hurt my heart at the time and made me doubt myself um but ultimately you know that I didn't listen to and I kept going and I'm so grateful I did but I know how hard that is and I get that from people all the time of being alone in a place and I don't know so even just having a little bit more guidance or hopefully a lot more guidance and also with this podcast and with our online community that's growing so well I think that that sense of community is really important as well so I want to try to help cultivate both of those things giving people um, some answers or some guidance of the things that, um, might make them feel more sure of what they're doing so that they can come in with more confidence, but also community so that people feel like they're not alone and trying out new things. Yeah, totally. I think it is, it is really helpful for our confidence to be like, no, no, this is a thing. (laughs) Okay. This is a thing that I'm doing. Other people are doing it. Like, it's a little bit easier, especially if you're in a place, you know, this, this friend who reached out was, um, saying that in a lot of 
uh, places it's it's not even really allowed and kind of where the barn where she's at it's it's like tolerated um, so yeah for for everybody who's kind of in a place where you know they feel alone um, and like it's so easy to think that we have no clue what we're doing because oftentimes that's the reality um, so to have guidance yeah I, I agree like what a, what a cool thing to have I mean, even yeah. for myself, I can tell you that even though, like, you know, we're friends and like, I hang out here all the time, I think to to have something um, structured, yeah. you know, is, is really helpful. And I guess maybe with that, I'm trying to, like, be better at segues, you know, so. <laughs> no, but, so great. but really with that, it's like, um, do you want to talk a little bit about how it's kind of structured? Yeah. Um, yes. Hold on. Do you remember? Let me think. <laughs> like on the spot on the other side of the microphone where you're like being asked questions. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, so it's interesting you, you say the thing about structure because um, that was something I thought a lot about when creating the course. Because what I've learned with horses throughout, you know, the years um, and discovering Liberty horsemanship and then working with wild horses and teaching and all this is that ultimately I want to help guide you listen to yourself and, um, follow your own intuition. Oh, and... I have a little tear rolling down my <laughs> cheek right now. And so when I was thinking about the structure of this, I was really thinking about how I structure my clinics. And so I teach positive reinforcement in the course along with, um, some other things. Um, so, you know, going from a pressure and release based system to a positive reinforcement system, it was important to me that I gave everyone the knowledge of how these work, you know, the behavior science behind it, the, um, learning theory behind it. But I really wanted to make sure I wasn't giving a, a one method that, you know, you do X, X, Y, Z, and it's always going to turn out the same way because that is not how I work with horses. And I've never found that to be true, that if you do this certain amount of steps, you know, your, your horse is going to act in this way and then you have it done kind of like a car. And so when I was creating the course, I really wanted to, um, make sure that again, people felt um, felt like there was structure because I think that's important too. I think that um, it can be easy to get kind of like lost in the wave if you don't have some sort of path, but also that there was enough freedom on the path that um, I'm not teaching you how to do X trick or X thing, but rather how do you create the language with your horse to be able to make any sentence you want. So that's kind of how I think of it is giving you the tools of how do you create a language with your horse and then what you do with that language, that language, the conversations you have, um, the sentences you put together that hopefully you feel empowered and like you have the tools to be able to say anything with each other and create any cue and, you know, uh, any situation you're in or anything you want to teach or learn together, um, you can be creative and figure out how that's going to work best for you and your horse because you have the language of how to speak with them. Because like, I don't know, just to get into like a very literal example, 
uh, Spanish walk, you know, if that's something you want to, or I, I don't know if it's technically like Spanish walk or like, uh, <laughs> sorry, I just, there's another word for it that I am blanking on, but let's say you want to do something like that. Um, how Annie learned that versus how Indy and I have been working on that are completely different. Like there's not mm. one method, but the language and the positive reinforcement and understanding we've built together makes it so we're really flexible in training so that, you know, even if, if India isn't responding exactly how Annie did, that's like no big deal because India is offering her own, um, her own like magical creativity and like her own, um, take on what I'm asking. And we can get to the same point, but we might do it in a different way. And that's what I really hope people take from the course is that there is no one way, but that they feel really confident that they can go in with any horse and creatively figure it out. So. That's so cool. It made me think like, oh man, I wish I wish we had the resources to be like that with kids too, you know, with oh. human kids. Like, <laughs> how nice it would be to have like an individual kind of, and I guess some schools try to do that, but yeah, um, because it's true. I think there is, um, there is a value. I think in in having um, structure. And I I remember um, the first time that I kind of learned about like the whole Pirelli. Um, I don't know techniques or whatever their whole ideas and stuff. I I do remember thinking that it was really helpful for me to have somebody who had been like, okay, here's like step one through 10, you know? Yeah. Um, but the more I got into it and, uh, and tried it out, I, I still didn't feel like it was a language that I wanted to speak because it kind of, because of that, it didn't, for me, it didn't have, you know, the space the space to really have like an individual relationship um and so i find that you know and not that it's not helpful i think for a lot of people and you know maybe me at the time or something um even though i don't relate to it as much now um i always wonder about that you know like we're, how do we find balance kind of between honoring like an individual relationship with whoever yeah. we are playing you know being creative with um and then also you know our our desire to kind of like be able to go back to something see progress you know like whatever it is that kind of like our need yeah. is for it to feel um enthusiastic you know yeah so that's cool I, I definitely feel you on the um I think when I f was first starting out too um uh not saying you're just starting out, but like back um, when I was uh, first teaching, I think it was hard for me to think of structure because I really, I feel like everything had been so structured that I was like, I need, I want to make room for it to be more of like free flowing. And then getting to a place where I, where I feel now, where I think that um, I want there to always be room to free flow and like to follow your intuition and even like how you know I go in with a horse if I'm going to go into play or train is to have a basic idea of 
what we might want to work on, but it's a completely flexible that if in the first minute it's out the window and we want to do something else, like it's gone and that's fine. And being able to let go of it, but being able also to have that um, plan in the beginning, I do think is really helpful. And that's something that I learned um, through teaching over the years was not that a plan, um, a plan doesn't have to keep us rigid. It can actually like give us more freedom to then uh, break the plan or to um, go in with an intention more clearly. So I really like now feel that I, I feel how it's also more inspiring to like go in with more structure sometimes. Like for me personally, when I think of other things, other courses I've taken, um, if it's too, if it's too like esoteric or if it's too like vague, it's hard to stick to, I think, or it's hard to like feel like you're making progress. So that's something I think more of now that, um, also part of why I wanted to create it was because I, I think there is a way to structure these things while still leaving freedom to play and explore. Yeah, that it's interesting because it, it does make it a little bit more challenging to teach, I think, in that way. Like it reminded me of yoga, you know, because yeah. so many questions, the answer really is like, well, it depends. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> so I I relate to that from like a teaching perspective that, um, you know, for some people, they really want to have like a step one through 10 yeah. answer um but I think for for a lot of us who kind of like you know are, are kind of constantly navigating the the fluidity of life you know it um it kind of goes along I think with with maybe how we view life as you know yeah. this <laughs> this thing that's just constantly happening and evolving and changing and and uh and I think that's where the horse's teach us so much because when we approach them this way there's actually a lot of space for them to be teachers and to let us know like oh you had a plan today like well all right yeah. <laughs> that's maybe gonna happen maybe it's not gonna happen and how do we kind of show up with that and how do we remain present and how do we you know yes have like an idea of what we want to do and then are completely willing to just throw that out the window and do yeah. whatever is required in that moment so that's yeah. Cool. I was th thinking about that with yoga, like what before, while I was talking, I was thinking about like with yoga that you're, you are like coming in with a set plan, I would imagine, but also you're talking about these like really like of the universe topics, like these very human like things and how you as a teacher, like structure that to be like grounded. And yet also, I don't know, like uh, encompassing all that it does. Yeah. And, you know, even on like a super kind of like practical, um, <laughs> I'm like lacking the word there, but what I'm trying to say is like, I was thinking about in the beginning, I would have more of, okay, this is the class that I've planned, you know, and say it's like, I was planning like this vigorous class because normally on a Tuesday morning at 9am, that's who shows up, you know, and then you come in the room and there's like five highly pregnant ladies you know yeah. and then you go oh okay well who's in the room who's showing up today and you kind yeah. of like adapt to that and I think on an individual basis that's the th same thing right it's um we show up maybe we show up how we thought we will show up or maybe we realize like we had a plan yesterday and today we're feeling completely different or the horse might 
you know, be in a completely different state of mind. So I think to to train our adaptability and kind of like creating a language that allows for us to like check in with each other with the horse. Um, that's such an amazing, um, such an amazing base, you know, yeah. for, for, from there, I think so many things can flourish and there's really kind of like no limitations as to what can happen from there. Um, and sometimes I think it might feel like a little bit slower or something <laughs> for some people. I, I can see myself be feeling like, oh, that's a little bit slower maybe. Um, but definitely my experiences with everything else that it's also applicable to that that slow and steady kind of does win the, the race, you know, if, if it were a race. So, but even that is not true. <laughs> anyway. I, I like that point also of, of like reading the room, to, just to think about um, the flexibility. I was actually just thinking about this because I taught a lesson um, yesterday. And... Um, I remember a time where I would have a plan to go in with a horse and if it didn't happen or if it was, didn't feel like the right day, that would feel like a disappointment. And like, maybe I would like accept it and, and, you know, do something else, but like, it'd feel like maybe a little bit of a failure or like, you know, that something, yeah, just disappointing in some way. And I was really thinking yesterday in the lesson, like how that is so different for me now and has been for a while that if a horse, if I come in with a plan and a horse has a different idea, you know, maybe they want to work on something else or they have, they bring to the table like these new ideas or maybe they're not feeling it. Um, I genuinely now feel that like excited about that or like totally at the very least, like totally cool about it, but also usually excited about it, that the horse is using their voice and also you know, if they are offering something different than what I was expecting, what an amazing opportunity that is to work on whatever they are presenting because they're going to be extra enthusiastic and they're probably going to come up with new ideas. And I think that's the kind of collaboration you get into with horses, or at least I've found through doing um, this kind of like liberty play, is you fully, I think, kind of get to relax and release this idea that you have to be in charge in order for things to work out or in order to do anything or in order to be safe. Um, and instead, you really get to embrace, I think, the fun and the play of creativity and collaboration with your horse and being able to come into the arena with a plan and then also completely let it go if something else presents itself and not have to worry about that at all or see that as anything other than a cool opportunity. I don't know. For me, I think it brings in so much more fun to the whole process. And once you do this with horses enough and they start to understand what you're doing and like that it's play and you're not, um, you're not forcing them into things, but rather you're going to listen to them and collaborate together. All of a sudden they start bringing these ideas in that are just so cool and I think that kind of power struggle we sometimes feel with horses gets to just kind of go out the window and doesn't really have to be part of the equation anymore, which I think is one of the best things about playing with horses in this way. 
Amen. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I... That's so interesting. I mean, even, even without training... I've noticed, you know, the the expectations and how hard it is to not I don't know if it's even possible to not have them. I think it's one of those things that like it's going to happen yeah. and it's more like how do we you know, how do how do we interact with them? And... It's Valentine's Day and I want a card. <laughs> like you want a handmade card. <laughs> like the other day I was having like a really rough day and I you know, it's like Coming and seeing the horses is so often kind of like the place where I where I feel like really held, right? So I like came over and uh, and I was just like hoping to be able to like snuggle Luna, you know. And she was like so not in the snuggling mood. <laughs> and she basically, it was really funny because it was the first time that she guided me to the arena. Because oh. I've been feeding her in the arena. <laughs> she's <laughs> smart. And she like, like, let's go over here. Basically, <laughs> all the way from like the back pasture, Aww. she like started just walking and like looking back at me like, are you coming? Are you coming? And she would <laughs> all the way to the arena. And I was like so excited. You know, I was like, this is so cool. Like she's telling me something like I felt really excited about it. And then um, afterwards, I was like, cool, like maybe she'll want to hang out afterwards, you know? And she was like, no, she just walked straight back to the <laughs> gate. And I was like, all right, cool, I'm done. Like, can you let me out, you know? And uh, and I just like sat outside and I just started crying because I was just, it was one of those days. And, uh, and it was so interesting to kind of see and recognize like, yeah, sometimes it's that's going to be challenging too because when we yeah. stop controlling others or try to control others, like they're going to say no sometimes. And to me, you know, with with people, with animals, like that's something that I needed to get used to or I'm I am getting used to that of course I want always everybody to have the freedom to do whatever it is that they want and to engage with me only if that's their you know free will and and desire and at the same time when they don't and you kind of feel like but I need you today yeah. <laughs> you know? it's it's a yeah it's an interesting um it's an interesting um experience I guess yeah oh man that Totally. I, it's funny because I think that, um, (laughs) with horses, I used to feel that more. And I think now having less of my identity in it, um, I feel more okay if like when they say no, but it makes me think of humans and and I feel way like way more from like, I need you today. And then they're like, I'm going to go do this other thing because that's my that's what's true to me, you know, how hard that is. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. yeah. And I feel you on that, man. I feel you on that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think it's, um, it's again, like I just, I've, I've, you know, I also find it way easier with animals to be okay with it. Cause it's almost like, with humans there's like another level of like oh but I can ask 
for it with yeah. my own words and then if you don't do it it feels way more like a um like you're being dismissed or you know totally. or like an act against you rather than for them yeah. um so yeah I hear you on that but again it's like a really nice opportunity to just <laughs> practice being with that and like you know yeah man I definitely can think of times where like I've been like I need you horses and then they're all like <laughs> grazing <laughs> But then also times where I've been like, I need you horses. And they've like snuggled me and stuff yeah. like both. And yeah. I think also not uh, in that scenario. I think for me, not um, thinking that that's like our relationship on the line, like has been really helpful to be, to know like with Annie that sometimes she's going to be so there for me in the way that I imagine someone being there for me like physically there and like snugly and like giving attention and sometimes she's just gonna be grazing and like I'll be next to her and she's not gonna be like comforting me in that same way but like I think with animals it's easier to see that then like you know the next day it could be totally different and they're it's like less personal yeah or like doesn't have to mean your relationships like that something's wrong but I think with humans, it's much harder for me to be like, like, not take it personally. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I I mean, I agree 100%. Yeah. I also just want to say that Luna did come up later that oh. evening and did snuggle with oh. me. Or let me scratch her because she was itchy. So that's good enough. <laughs> <laughs> that's all I ever wanted. <laughs> um. Well, cool. I mean, okay. There's this course you create it and it's online it's online it's online um congratulations thank you yeah that's really it's amazing like you know it's cool that it came together you know thank you um i'm super excited about it and um how do we sign up okay so uh actually this week because we're doing this podcast episode i'm going to be putting out like a special um like discount like sale for it just for like this one week of this podcast until the next episode is aired and um yeah so you sign up you can go to my website libertyhorsemanship.com and then it's like right on the front page you can click and sign up and um it's basically a video course um you get it once you sign up it's yours forever you have access to it Um, you can go back to it as many times as you want Um, there's text but yeah again it's mainly a video course shot by our amazing friend Taryn uh, who just man took the most beautiful footage I'm like so amazed by her she's very talented she's so talented Um, and I'm going to be linking all of this in the show notes and also putting it on the Instagram, but basically, uh, the best place is to go to the website, the liberated horse or my website, Liberty Horsemanship. And the course is called the liberated horse. And just to give you a little bit of what's in it, it's basically for anyone who wants to start, um, Liberty Horsemanship and play with their own horse. So it's a lot of, again, the foundation of how you make a language with your horse so that you can take it and, um, 
you know, do whatever dreams you might have for what you and your horse want to do together. It's the foundation of how you might go about um, building that conversation and how you can learn new things together. Um, and let's see what else about it. So yeah, it's like the foundation. It's the course I always wanted to make that kind of encompassed all of my, like just a really good foundation of how you might then, you know, take it to bridalist riding or take it to trick training or all these different places that you can um, go with it. It is the foundation of building that communication. Um, what else about it? <laughs> and I had to, I had this other thought about it that I wanted to say, but I am not remembering what it is. <laughs> was it like a like a housekeeping kind of thought? It was like something about something else that was in it that I am totally bl- oh, there's horses in it. Yeah, there's horses. <laughs> Who's in it? Uh, India and Annie. <laughs> there's a lot of horses in it. Um, even, I think even Artemis, the wild baby horse comes in it for a hot sec, I think. Really? Yeah. We definitely took some footage, some really amazing footage. She was like incredible. We went out just to get some like B-roll of the wild horses and she did like this whole, like we had our first session. She was like four months old or something. And we like did this incredible like Liberty session together. I actually don't think that particular liberty session is in the course but i i have it and i'm probably going to just put it out at some point um but she was like annie level it was crazy it was like her first time and she was like doing all these crazy things and she was five or four months old and like with her wild herd and it was incredible and um i'm so happy we have that footage someday i'll release that yeah (laughs) and before that i want to see it (laughs) yeah you definitely should she's oh god she's amazing they're all horses are so amazing. So incredible. Oh, yeah. It's called the Liberated Horse because also, this isn't what I was going to say, but I'm going to say it now. Um, a big part of the course to me is about how you build trust with your horse and unlock their creative side and liberate them. Because I think the more um, horses feel free to be themselves when they're with you and know that they're not going to be punished if they offer new ideas and rather that we want we want to hear from them. We want to know what their ideas are. We want to embrace their creativity and that they can, um, they're free to make mistakes when they're with you. I think the more, li- the, the more liberated the horse becomes. And that to me is like the best and biggest transformation that happens when you start doing this uh, training, quote unquote, um, is watching how horses just come alive and become even more themselves. I've seen so many of my horses just light up and getting to see how creative they really are, I think is just so incredible. And so that's another big goal of this course is how we liberate the horse and how we also liberate ourselves through this kind of training. (laughs) That is amazing. (laughs) So this is, this is really amazing. I like that you, um, yeah, just kind of mentioned that part too, because it's true. Like, you know, so many of us are in this because we want to find ways to really, you know, live with our horses in a way that allows them as much freedom as we can give them. Um, so to bring that part in as well, you know, it's like, 
yeah, this is about all of us in this together, horses included, obviously. Um, cool. So you mentioned there's a discount this week only. This week only. Yes. This is going to be, uh, the last discount for a long time, I think, because I'm just, we're doing this and then, uh, I'm going to leave it up and kind of work on other projects, but I really want to offer it to the people on the podcast because this podcast is honestly a big reason of why I made this course is for the people who listen. So I want to give this to you guys. Um, so we're doing 20% off. Nina just reminded me to maybe say the price so that people know. <laughs> this week we're going. Uh, it's going to be twenty percent off. Normally the course is two hundred, and this week it's going to be one sixty. This week only. This week only. <laughs> this week only. Just for you. Guys. What's is there a discount code or do you just like? Um, I'm actually just going to starting uh, on midnight of the day that this podcast comes up. It is just going to be at that discount price. Um, it, you'll see it on the site, it'll say discounted price. So you can just click it and uh, then the next, in a week at midnight, when the new podcast episode comes out, uh, it'll go back to its normal price. So that's... I just had like a total sideline thought, but you know how like podcast listeners usually like get a nickname from the podcasters? Oh, yes. <laughs> I was thinking about the libertines. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds enough like All the a cracker and like a cookie. <laughs> it does sound like a cracker or cookie, both of which are delightful. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, just something to think about. Okay, food for thought. <laughs> oh my god, I love that. Like, I had never thought about that. I love that it's you coming in, someone else, and like giving the audience a name i don't yeah. know how that normally works that's perfect hello and good morning libertines has <laughs> <laughs> a youthful energy to it as well <laughs> i just like close my eyes i just see salty crackers yeah Ooh. Mm, right? what are those saltines is saltines. that what i'm thinking of libertines okay. but libertines they're like they're like saltines but a little bit less bland yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're all individual. Yeah. <laughs> There's no cookie cutter. Yeah. <laughs> They're all different shapes and sizes. No uniformity. <laughs> um, yes. yes. Yes to that. Um, well, amazing. Any, any um, other last thoughts on last this amazing thoughts? course, The Liberated Horse? Um, honestly, I'm just so grateful for this community and I really hope that it just reaches whoever is meant, whoever's called to it and, you know, wants to dive into horsemanship in this way. I hope it calls to you and that, um, that you love it. I really hope you love it because I poured a lot of love into it. Yeah. Heard it here first. (laughs) Now go to the website, (laughs) sign up, get free <laughs> get free baby <laughs> um thank you so much Mozzie, for doing this for doing this podcast i love this podcast so much oh, thank you and thank you for like hosting me this week <laughs> it's so my nice. pleasure i've always wanted to be a podcast host myself very good at it so uh, <laughs> thank you very much for giving me this opportunity <laughs> <laughs> well thank you guys so much for listening um yeah, I'll, get, I'll see you guys next week. And maybe I'll see you this week if you're on the course. You'll see a lot of my face. But uh, I'll see you next week. 
listen to you. You'll listen to me next week. <laughs> if you listen in with a brand new episode. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye.